So as usual, we take the first few moments to settle into the body so that we can ground our attention in the body. Something very physical, obvious, connecting with the feeling of the hands touching, the buttocks touching the seat or the cushion. And scanning the body to notice any places where there might be some holding or tension. And seeing if we can intentionally soften around those areas, around the eyes and the jaw. (coughs) Dropping the shoulders. Noticing any of the other places of the body that need a little extra care. And then for many of you, you will begin with connecting your awareness to the primary anchor. Whatever it is for you, the breath or the posture or hearing. Beginning there as a way to stabilize your attention. And for some of you, you may begin with that open attention that's most natural for you. Just noticing whatever becomes revealed in the field of awareness, whatever becomes most noticeable and predominant moment to moment. And of course, for those who begin with the breath or the posture, at some point opening your attention so that you also begin to notice whatever is naturally appearing in the field of awareness. (coughs) Not needing to focus on the breath the whole time, but also noticing what other experiences arise. We may notice sensations in the body other than the breath. And we may notice mental states that arise and pass away as well. the more challenging mental states of the obstacles, the defilements, the hindrances, attachment in all the various forms of it, aversion in all those various forms of pushing away, closing down, sloth and torpor, Restlessness, doubt, allowing the attention to also open to these expressions of the mind without getting caught in the whys and wherefores of it, 
whatever is arising, just noticing it with as neutral attention as we can, without needing to push it away or change it, but just to feel it with mindful awareness. Noticing its arising, changing, dissolving nature. And today, perhaps we can be especially observing of the more subtle states of mind, the wholesome states of mind, pleasant feelings may arise, calm may arise, a sense of deep settledness or okayness, some delight in the mind may arise, a sense that the mind is quite concentrated or equanimous, Also notice these states of mind. They can be very subtle, very thin. But if the body is still and the mind is getting quieter, they also can be noticed. Not to look for any experiences but just to have a receptive attitude of mind, allowing whatever is arising to be known. Using the noting mind whenever it's helpful to you. And if it's not helpful, just noticing whatever arises, how it changes, Noticing its dissolving nature as well. All the while seeing if we can keep a balance in the body and mind of being relaxed yet alert. Receptive, gentle, clear moment to moment.
in these last five minutes of the sitting, see if we can re-energize our intention to remember to be mindful. Usually the body and mind get restless at this time. Notice what's happening more carefully in the body and especially in the mind. Expecting, wanting, restlessness. Whatever is happening, just noticing. So do you have any questions this morning about your practice? Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. The comment in question has to do with uh, we're not trying to control the breath and uh, uh, there's not that uh, kind of yoga breath where you're, there's a sound coming in and out. Right. Uh, we're not trying to control it at all, the breath, when we're attending to that. It's a very natural breath. It, sometimes it gets very soft, so we allow it to get soft. Sometimes... Uh, we need a deep breath, and that's okay too. <clears throat> we want to be uh, very considerate of that also for our neighbors so that um, we're not paying attention to somebody else's breath, you know, that we can really pay attention to what's going on here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, back there. Drowsiness. Yeah, Yeah. So commenting that the drowsiness is very seductive. It's like a vortex that pulls you in. And it's easier to pay attention to aversion. Uh, I mean, sometimes, not always. Yeah, yeah. When there is uh, drowsiness, do you notice aversion as well? Is aversion present as well? The re- I, I, I kind It is really challenging to be aware of drowsiness, of sloth and torpor, but you're saying that there is a little part of you, there's a little uh, awareness there. Yeah, yeah. So the first thing to do with any of these hindrances is to be mindful. We can do all the other techniques of opening the eyes, standing up, and all of that. But sometimes we, for, we actually forget because we're techniquing all the time. We forget to actually be mindful, especially of sloth and torpor, restlessness and doubt, those three. When uh, these happen and... Uh, we, we can even be a little bit mindful. Just exercise that. Be sure to exercise that mindfulness first. So sometimes it takes uh, a little bit more than mm, just knowing that that's happening. You actually sometimes have to note it and label it. To actually need to label, to bring a word up that this is heaviness, this is pulling, a feeling of being pulled in. The noting will help you to awaken the mind. I find it, I'm not a really big noter, but I find especially around sleepiness, drowsiness, it's very helpful to bring up a label. So see if that will help you, bringing up the label, because that will tune into actually being mindful of it instead of doing all the alternative things, standing up, moving around, opening the eyes. Those can help you also, but 
we forget when we're doing that that we can actually be mindful of this. Um, so one of our teachers recommends that we're mindful with a label uh, once per second. So you can imagine having to say uh, sleepiness, drowsiness, and, and it actually really does work. For No, I'm not a big labeler. Um, so see if, if that can help, because that labeling or noting clarifies perception. What it does is when you say um, sleepiness or drowsiness or heaviness, whatever it feels like at that moment, what it does for me is it turns the attention to that experience. It says, this is where you pay attention. Right here, it goes boom and connects to that. The proximate cause for mindfulness to arise is clear perception. So to label uh, helps that clear perception take place. But I want to say that if labeling takes you away from the experience, then don't do it. So here you have a choice. Uh, it's uh, the choice is uh, to discover for yourself whether it helps you to be more mindful or not. See whether it does. Yeah. Anything else? Yeah. Uh, yesterday I was using metta um, practice. If somebody came into my mind, it was like, oh, they, they need some metta. Uh huh. Oh, oh, I wonder how my mom's doing. I would sort of offer her metta. And then at the end of the day, I wondered if I was kind of using it too much because I was going through. I mean, I think at one point I even offered metta to the Boston Red Sox. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> It can become like another escape. Actually, that's true. <laughs> um, so in the interim, why don't you try it this way? So your metta arises, and you notice that you, you have this intention to send metta. Notice that metta is present. And you don't have to go through with the whole thing. Yeah, just notice that metta is present as a way of staying with the vipassana practice. Because that's what's in the mind right now, in the heart right now. Yeah. And it doesn't matter whether you direct it anywhere or not, just the presence of it will, it's a great benefit to all beings. Okay. So have a beautiful day. Thank you. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.